0: What will be different? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I've done that. I, I remember coming from a friend of mine's funeral and I was reflecting on how much time I had left. And I went for a walk in a park thinking about this guy whose life was so promising. And I mean, he wasn't an old guy. He was quite young, in fact. And I thought about all of the things that he said he was going to do and he never got a chance to do those things. And I start thinking about my own life and how much time I had left to do the things that I would like to do. And at that time, I wasn't sure what my life purpose was, what my life's work was. I wasn't sure about it at that time. And I thought about it quite a lot. I had some idea, but I I wasn't convinced that I don't think I felt worthy. I didn't believe that it could be me to do this kind of work that I'm doing right now. And I say to you that if you begin to take a conscious effort to find out what it is that you're supposed to do, I say that it can literally save your life.
1: I guarantee you, whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. You will be able to accomplish whatever you want to academically, financially, relationally, whatever.
0: And then once you find out what you want, spend the rest of your natural life Waking up and going after it. What makes you a leader is you investing belief and loving and caring about people. Any one of you in this moment could decide you're going to lead. Because leadership is instilling something in someone that they don't see in themselves. Loving on them, believing them, seeing their giftedness. All of you, I don't care if you're loud or quiet, big here or small here, you could be a leader. The bottom line is you need to decide you want to lead.
2: interesting Bible phrase that says, if, if you keep knocking, you'll find open doors. Good phrase to jot down. If you keep knocking, you'll find open doors. Doors of opportunity, doors of a chance to meet someone, doors open for association, doors open to find someone special, doors open to find a, a unique business colleague. If you keep knocking, the door, the phrase says, doors of opportunity are open to those who continually knock only those who knock deserve to find an open but the promise is if you continually knock you'll find doors of why is it that most people
0: don't pursue their dreams, or don't do better than what they're doing if they're capable of doing it. I think that many of us don't go the next step because we don't know what to do yet. And I say that that the reason that we don't even explore the possibility of what to do is because subconsciously we don't believe that it can happen for us and we don't believe that we deserve it.
2: Your dreams for the next 3, 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, actually the rest of your life. Your dreams. You've got to keep dreaming. Ronald Reagan, president, said to the joint session of Congress a few weeks ago, the republic is a dream. And if we don't keep dreaming, we will lose the republic. Your better future is a dream for yourself and for your family. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What do you want to be? What do you want to see? You've got to dream dreams. There's a Bible phrase that says, without dreams and visions, people perish. You've got to have something to go for that inspires the heart and the soul. Dreams. From the children of Sanchez, it says, take the crumbs from starving soldiers. They won't die. Take the bread from hungry children, they won't cry. But without dreams, we all will die. You've got to dream. Don't lose your dream. For yourself, for your future, for your family, the dreams of love and enterprise and travel and doing things, becoming something unique on your journey here. Don't lose your dreams. Do some dreaming. That's long range goals. Got to have those. So that's number one.
0: So here's what I'm suggesting. How much time do you spend working on you? How much time do you spend every day working on your dream? In the last 90 days, how many books have you read? In the last year, what new skill or knowledge have you acquired? What kind of investment have you made in you? So I'm saying that as you begin to look at where you want to go, if you want to make it today and things are changing so fast, you have to literally run to stand still. I'm saying that you've got to make some conscious effort to begin to work to develop you.
2: Life responds to deserve, not need. Life was not designed to give us what we need. Life was designed to give us what we deserve. Once you understand that little life principle in your own self-interest, I'm telling you, it's life changing. The ancient law does not go like this. If you need, you will reap. No, it doesn't work that way. A lot of people out there are hoping it works that way. But no, it doesn't. The ancient law goes like this. If you plan, you will reap. If you sow, you will reap. Somebody says, well, I really need to reap. Well, then you really need to plan in your own self-interest.
3: I will not suggest that you work harder. As a matter of fact, by the time we get through, you will probably end up working less. But when you're on the job, you will be on the job. You will be working infinitely more effectively when you work in this manner. And you will have that balance of life. We say it so many times in so many different ways. There's a difference between standard of living and quality of life. And we're going to be looking at quality of life because that's the significant thing. 1953, Yale University did a study of their graduating seniors. They discovered that of those seniors, only 3% of them had taken all of the steps necessary to set their goals. That is, they had identified exactly what they wanted and written it down. They had spelled out why they wanted to reach these goals. They had listed the obstacles they had to overcome in order to get there. They had identified the people, the groups, and the organizations they needed to work with in order to get there. They had identified what they needed to know to reach that goal. They had developed a plan of action to reach that goal. And finally, they were able to put the date on it as to when they expected to get there. Only 3% of the graduating seniors had taken all of those steps. An additional 10% had taken five of those steps, but 87% of them, beyond identifying that they wanted to be a doctor or a professor or an attorney or whatever, really had not done that much towards goal setting. Now, please understand, everybody has goals. One of your goals, for example, if you're in your car listening to this recording, one of your goals was to listen to this recording. Everybody has goals. But we want to get a little more involved in that. We really want to get involved so that we know exactly what we're doing and why we're doing it, and we can get much better
2: results. Your own self-interest needs to be educated in how to plan, how to do it so everybody will, because life doesn't respond to need. You can't go to the soil and say, I need a crop. The soil just smiles And here's what the soil says. Don't bring me your need. Bring me some seed. Bring me some effort. Bring me some discipline. Bring me some interest. Bring me some service. Bring me these things and I'll return to you multiplied by two times, five times, ten times. You can't come with need. You've got to come with seed. You've got to come with willingness. You've got to come with skill. You've got to be willing to learn, willing to change, willing to grow, willing to put yourself out, willing to stand up to the bad weather, willing to pull out the weeds, willing to nurture. That's the only way you get a
0: return. For the simple reason, by the time you get started, half the day is half finished, and now you're checking your email, and you're talking to your friends, even it's lunchtime and coffee time, and uh,
2: spam time, and everything else. Get up it. 6 o'clock and develop a ritual. Get up, exercise, then sit, plan your day, get organized and start to hit it at 8 o'clock. As a man, you think first, understand
3: next before you speak. So what he says according to the scriptures, he says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you are in your heart how you think. And if your heart is out of whack, your life will be out of whack because everything about your life is going to come from your heart and your heart's going to be based on how you think.
1: Are you committed? Because without commitment, nothing happens. If you don't learn to give like you learn to get every area that there is not reciprocity, it will die reciprocity, what do you give back for what you get? If You're not committed, you're not going to make it. Even the ones with the personalities you don't like. You have to be committed through the storm and the rain and the heartache and the pain and the disappointment. You have to believe in the we and the us and not the me and the you or you're not going to make it. It's a commitment, it's not a feeling. Until you have had the taste of finishing, you will not respect yourself. Until you follow through, until something is done, come hell or high water, I hate Plan B. When you start doubting yourself, that's very dangerous. Because now what you're basically saying is, is that if my plan doesn't work, I have a fallback plan. I have a Plan B. If you want to be successful, learn from the other people's mistakes. Don't learn from the successful stories. Get your ass kicked, get back up, and you put the gloves back on and you swing away. Clanging and banging, we call it. You know, the masters make the hardest things in the world look easiest. And in the moments where you push yourself,
0: when no one else is around, those moments have a tendency to success. Invest
2: in things that we know we can personally impact the outcome of. If I believe that I can take something that's already a good company and just make it a little more likely to be a success, then that's a rigged game for me.
1: The thing is, in this new hyper-competitive
0: age, none of us, none of us can afford to be complacent. Professors might earn the distinction of tenure, but that doesn't guarantee that they'll keep putting in the long hours and late nights and have the passion and the drive to be great educators. The same principle is true in your personal life.
1: And so for me, I want to live in a state of being grateful and blissful now, not
2: waiting for some future place or date that may never arise. So 80-20, right? I spend 80% of my time thinking about the things that are amazing in my life that I'm grateful for, the beautiful things that I want to build and create, but I also spend 20% of my time kicking myself in the ass because otherwise you
0: get really stagnant. One of the big problems is sitting down and doing the work. Pressfield talks about that in the most concise and beautiful way. And he labels it like an enemy. He calls it resistance, Mm -hmm. you know, and that you have to sit down, you have to overcome resistance and that the pro goes to work. And it doesn't matter if you're sick, doesn't matter if you have kids, you're a pro and you go to work and that, and just, it puts it in your head that this is what I do. And you have pride in that. This sympathetic nervous system of fight or flight and you're fighting. it, It gives you this charge of energy. And you are at a disadvantage, but you're still there. You can feed into that and tap into that for a lot of power. But if you look at it, well, I'm broken, man. Like, I'm not going to make it. But if you look at it as, man, I'm broken and I'm still here. And I'm fighting and I'm going to find a way to get through this. When things start to suck really, really bad, we got to go. We got to run because I have no other place to go. It gives you a lot of power.